Robots in disguise. We're talking Transformers. Hit it. was 1984. The Boston Celtics were NBA champs. Wendy's had us asking, where's the beef? The United States Army retired Donald Duck from active duty on his 50th birthday, and the war between Autobots and Decepticons raged on planet Earth. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Joining me are two very special guests. You'll know them as the hosts. It's the Insanely Dangerous Retropod show, Dave and Gaz. Guys, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah, going yeah. seasonal type greetings. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like here in the thick of the season. And I mean, it's been getting crazy busy at the uh, at the store. I don't know about you guys over there. Have you started seeing any sort of uh, Christmas stuff? Yeah. As soon as, mm-hmm. as soon as Halloween was over with shops over here, straight onto Christmas. Yeah. 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 It's like people, uh, at least here, you know, we have Thanksgiving in between, but it kind of really gets overlooked. Yeah. Uh, it, that's amazing, actually, because shops over here um, were selling uh, Halloween items in uh, like late August, early September. And bef- about a week before Halloween, they had got rid of the Halloween bits and pieces and already had Christmas in. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what if you needed like a last minute costume or something? Uh, yeah, well, you could, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you could go as a snowman. That's, right. <laughs> wow, that's the biggest snowman I ever saw. <laughs> Not snowman, Spike. Snowbot. You know, uh, might as well. I guess it still counts as a costume. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, But today we're here to talk Transformers. Like, what's your guys' general, you know, history or experience of Transformers? Uh, Dange, do you want to start? Well, yeah, I mean, my first, I think I must have been about 87, uh, being born in like 82. So I think I was first introduced to the cartoon in about 87. Obviously, they do reruns of the cartoon, original cartoon, in the UK morning TV. So, right, I think that, that was my first sort of introduction to them. Rather than, I think we spoke about it when we covered the Transformers episode on our show. But um, yeah, just I, I remember the cartoon before I remember seeing the toys. So, I think for me, that was, was seeing the cartoon. Right on. Right, yeah. Well, I said I, um, I had a slightly different experience because. Um, what I so you, I don't know I don't know what it's called I mean it's um, I don't know what it's called over in the states or anywhere else but you know um, our school time uh, you know when you, you you stop having lessons you go out uh, it's break time uh, if it's rained off then it's called wet break 
Oh, like a recess or something. Yeah, there we go. So if, it, if it's absolutely tipping down with rain, the teachers are, even in the 80s, we're not going to force you to go outside. Um, <laughs> so um, so I don't know if it's called wet recess or indoors or whatever, but that's that's what we'd have. We'd have wet break. And um, I remember being in this, I remember being in this huge classroom at schools about, you know, 200 years old or something. And, um, and these absolutely gigantic classrooms. And they, uh, one, one walk, was ram packed with Lego and comics. Nice. And it was it was absolutely fantastic. And I that's where I got my education from. So it may have been a little bit late. Um, but I, you know, I think this is about um 89. Okay. Um so I, I did we, we I couldn't I couldn't find any trans, uh, transformers um to watch, but what I could find was um an absolute ton of Transformers comics. So that was my introduction to it. Nice. Uh, see, and that's kind of different from, from me. Uh, I remember having Transformers right when they came out in 84. So uh, that Christmas in 84, I actually got Optimus Prime, the toy. And I remember seeing the toys before I started watching the cartoons. But of course, um, as soon as you start, you know, a toy is released, especially in the early to mid eighties, it was like right away, the cartoon tie-in uh, had to come out, you know, cause they, they needed to sell those toys. So I, I remember the the generation one, you know, the, the G1 uh, cartoon very, very well. I remember the movie when that came out as well in 86. And it like destroyed me as a kid to see Optimus Prime, you know, spoilers, Optimus Prime die. Uh, <laughs> although I guess if you haven't seen it by now or if you didn't know that Optimus Prime died in that movie, um, you know, it's been 30 years, guys. Come on. <laughs> but you know, it was one of those where I just, I remember everything about it so vividly, but really by about 87, 88, even though they were still making toys, the Transformers craze had kind of died down very, very quickly. In 1984, though, they were like the biggest selling Christmas toys. So I think that's the reason why I got that Optimus Prime. I think my parents probably went in and asked, hey, what's what's the most popular? You know, and they that's why I was lucky enough to get it. And then I'd have a few figures here and there, but they were very expensive as far as the the bigger ones. So I never got Megatron, never got like Starscream. It was always just like the little itty bitty Bumblebee and, you know, those that were kind of smaller in stature that I had a lot of, or, or not a lot, but I had more, more of, I should say. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think, um, I mean, I was lucky that I had Prime, but then all the rest of them were exactly the same. It was exactly the same as you. I had a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I think they were, you know, I think they, they were all smaller. So, you know, um, like yeah, like so, so like, like like gimmick ones, not so much like the main characters, right? But um, you know, yeah, ones you might see in an episode or two before they're completely ignored. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I never really read the comics, but apparently there were several different comics. So there was the you know the Marvel comics over here. There was the UK comics. There was Can- Canadian comics and Japanese comics as well. So it was almost like like four different universes essentially of this generation one mm. uh, storyline going on so it's it's kind of like its own little multiverse you know and i'm i'm a big superhero and and you know comic book nerd so i have to think of everything in terms of like comic books so the, I, I really think of this as far as multiverse because i know in 91 hasbro also bought out the GoBots, and when they did that they kind of folded yeah. them into the transformers universe but they made them like 
again, another alternate universe. So uh, it's uh, it'd be kind of interesting, at least to me, to see all these different universes collide and with these different continuities. I always enjoy stuff like that, like Spider-Verse and things of that nature. So I, I see now, again, uh, uh, Danger's probably already told me this when we did our double episode, but I wasn't aware that uh, the, the GoBots were... I wasn't aware that the GoBots were integrated. It was like, was that a, uh, a a different a different dimension, a different universe where you know the Transformers are made of inferior materials and generally disagreeable? <laughs> uh oh, shots fired! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I did have a few GoBots as well, and yeah, they <laughs> they weren't uh, they really weren't up to the standard of the Transformers, but they were more economical, so. You know, if you uh, if your parents couldn't afford, you know, some of those bigger items, I mean, of course, it, it was. Yeah, it was great. You just have the little and I don't even remember his name anymore. I mean, that's how not really into GoBots I was. But <laughs> leader, leader one, wasn't it? I think leader you're one. right. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. Of course, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Transformers over here was like a huge thing. And it went on for you know a few seasons and with several episodes uh, per season and i know the big thing at the time was to have uh like 30 uh what is it 65 i believe uh, episodes and it was um yeah. it was like 13 weeks full of just you know uh, so they could have an episode every single day for 13 weeks and then just rerun it that was like the big thing so he-man did it gi joe did it you know all sorts of those as well so i remember the cartoon and i when i went back to watch a few of them like a couple of months ago with my daughter and we're watching them and really getting into them. But at the same time, it was like, I don't remember any of the storyline. Like the only thing I remember was that the Autobots fought the Decepticons and, you know, over Energon. And that was like, that's like the, all I really remembered. And so there was like a lot more to it than that. I mean, it's, it's more uh, like the first episode actually starts off with him on Cybertron and, you know, mm -hmm. things of that nature. So it's just like, I, wow, I must have, I mean, I think watching this when I was four kind of hampered a lot of my memories because I, I don't recall a lot of the, the details about this show. No, um, again, like I said, Danger had gotten into it a little bit before me. Um, I was always a bookworm, you know, or just love anything, you know, whether whether it's comic book or whether it's you know, a regular book, I soaked that kind of stuff up at an early right. age. However, but, but I don't, so Danger starting before me, I suppose would have the same issue as you, whereas um, when I went back about six months ago, a year ago, and watched all of the, every single episode, um, mm -hmm. I found myself, I found myself being able to remember at least half of the episodes and, and getting um, quite into it. That's cool. Uh, in the way that uh, a child would, you know, so you're like getting excited. <gasps> I remember this, I remember this. And then like, yeah, a bit of bouncing up and down uncontrollably. But like, dude, <laughs> Dange, like you, you said that you watching it quite early. Do you have the same? Do you have the same issue as Jerry? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of what I remember watching. I remember the movie and the series sort of three and four at the end more than the first season one right. and two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there are certain bits of episodes that I remember, but well, in terms of storyline and things like that. So, right, yeah. Yeah, and I just remember being so devastated when I saw the movie, and of course Optimus Prime gets killed off, and I was so angry that they would, you know, use this movie to like just try to introduce new toys, and and 
I like Hot Rod, but Rodimus Prime, I was like, yeah. no, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think from there is when I really moved on to like Ninja Turtles in 87. <laughs> 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 Even as a kid, I was like, no, this is just a marketing scheme. You're not doing that. <laughs> I think we all got that to a certain degree, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's, this, who's this Hot Rod character? Why does he come out of nowhere? And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if, and if Cup has been around for a thousand years, why are we only just meeting him now? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, and there was a lot of that going on. Uh, so I just, I eventually I kind of moved on from it. And I think that was like the general trend, at least here in the States, where, um, you know, a property would be really hot for like two or three years tops. And then, you know, you'd go on to the next one. So a few of those overlapped, you know, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, they all were kind of around that early to mid eighties line. And then of course, Ninja Turtles swooped in and in 87 and really started dominating as well. So, you know, it's, it's not really out of the ordinary for me to do that, but at the same time, I mean, I think they they didn't give us kids quite enough credit, and I I think they really kind of uh, introduced us to death via this uh, this movie here. <laughs> it's pretty Absolutely. horrific. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like that in Artax from the Never Ending Story, and they just they just totally. Uh, <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. People um, don't die. This isn't real. <laughs> don't, I, I don't understand he'll come back in a minute right this isn't real yeah, yeah exactly yeah, he's just sleeping yeah yeah he's just really sick they'll take care of him yeah <laughs> but then but then what didn't help with the whole like uh with the whole like adults lie is that they actually did bring prime back yeah that's right yeah yeah eventually he did come and he didn't he come back as like one of those power masters or something like that i think that's what the line was called possibly oh, yeah I think so. yeah possibly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean, you can't keep a good prime down. And uh, Peter Cullen, just uh, his voice is just so amazing and so legendary that, of course, you got to have, uh, I mean, you got to bring him back somehow. So Optimus Prime came back, like you mentioned. And from there, we got all sorts of other series like Beast Wars. Um, of course, the, there were more comics later on by IDW. And then we got the movies in, what was it, 2007, 2006, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those where, Transformers can pretty much, as long as they're little kids, Transformers can keep going forever. But at least to me, I think the the best series, and again, this is all going off nostalgia. So I <laughs> haven't sat down and watched any of the new ones. But to me, at least design-wise, I, I really appreciate the uh, the Generation 1 a lot more than I do the others. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think um, Dange is poor old Dange. Uh, <laughs> the reason why, why I call him my long-suffering co-host, I think he's had to suffer. He, he's been like a focal point for my for my vitriol and my rage um, about some of the, and I would call it design flaws um, of the subsequent uh, of the subsequent shows after G one, yeah, um, it, you know, where they try and turn everything up to the max twelve turbo bright lights <laughs> colors. There's a flurry in a hurry, and it's like no, just it, it, it it's forgetting. I think all the other subsequent ones have um, got various issues, and various problems where I think they forget the original idea uh mm -hmm. of why g1 was so successful obviously yeah we didn't have everything else that we have today you most mentioned turtles where kids seem to have all of a sudden go off on a tangent and uh we all loved anthropomorphic anything <laughs> yeah. yeah we you yeah. know 
you know, uh, talking turtles, great. Talking rabbits, fantastic. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what's laying around the house? Uh, yeah, talking cups. Let's go. Talking, yeah, we had the we had the um, we had talking raisins for crying out loud. We sure did. So, well, and that reminds me. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but that reminds me of the. Do y'all remember the food fighters? I don't know if you guys oh. had them or the kitchen commandos. It was yeah. like it was like Possibly, literal yeah. food guys, like army guys. Yo, burgundy, you want this? You'll never cut the mustard, mean winner. But there was like private pizza so. and burger deer general yeah. and things like that. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> so, heard that in a while. Yeah. So yes, we definitely uh we definitely like our anthropomorphic everything. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, that was fantastic. Again, we, we got well into this, whereas before, and I think um and Dane, you'll have to you have to help me out here, remind me. We did our some bone. Sorry, we're just talking about our show. That, but this is a tie-in because um, obviously some mm-hmm. entertainment were such a massive part of it. When did Sunbow start getting a little bit, start getting you know losing their the luster, their, their star power? Was it around the same time Turtles came out? Is that what we said? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's about right. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. So you're losing a little bit. You know, uh, they're not cutting edge. I think mm-hmm. that's what we said, wasn't it? They weren't cutting edge anymore, and then you've got other anthropomorphic everything from from here on to be known yeah. as AE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they went with Bucky O'Hare, but that was only a fat thirteen episodes. You think you did that? Oh yeah, that's true. That's Bucky true. Yeah, yeah, they wow, did. I haven't thought of that one in a while. <laughs> yeah, they they tried to they tried to copy, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Absolutely. Well, there was a bunch even of those- the color. There was a bunch yeah. of those too uh, after Ninja Turtles came out, and they, you know, all sorts of different properties that really tried to like what was it like samurai pizza cats or something like yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. it was <laughs> just just about everything you can think of. They tried, uh, <laughs> but that kind of happened with with filmation as well, and same thing with Rankin Bass. They all just kind of started losing their, you know, their their umph, uh, especially around the '90s when when. Yeah. Uh, the design wise things were going a little more cartoony you know they were trying to simplify so that they could keep costs down that was a whole yeah. new aesthetic and then of course uh the writing style evolved as well and i don't know if the those older companies could just keep up yeah i think power rangers took over as well didn't they? power rangers mm. yeah yeah which, oh <laughs> which is obviously one of your not your favorite things. It's not not my favorite either. I when they first came out, I was like, "You just copied Voltron." <laughs> <laughs> of course, now I know more of the history and stuff. But at the same time, it was a like I was just so mad that it, like they were just trying to do live action Voltron, and why didn't they just do a yeah. Voltron? And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so whenever yeah. my brother, who was like right for that, he was at that prime age for uh, you know, for Power Rangers. I, whenever he'd kind of start liking them, I was like, no, don't you dare like them because they're, <laughs> they're just a Voltron ripoff. So poor guy. But there's a fascination, I think, with, you know, with mechs and transforming robots in general. Uh, espe- mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially in the East, like G.I. Joe was popular over here. And a large reason for Transformers even evolving was that they tried to bring G.I. Joe over to Japan and it just didn't quite take 
um, the kids weren't really interested in it. So they, they started to evolve that concept and, you know, eventually uh, Tankara and Bandai and some of those other companies started coming out with this, these transformer type lines, you know, the, the Diaclone or uh, I think it was what micro change, I think is what it's called. Something like that. Something right. like that. Yeah. And yes. so from there we ended up, you know, getting uh, bought out by Hasbro for distribution rights and, yeah, Transformers were born. But I mean, it, there is something about just giant robots that we can sit in and, and do all sorts of cool things with <laughs> that, that is really cool, especially to little kids. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, about you guys, but I was always kind of fascinated and still am to a degree of, of, of have the ability to have something that's gigantic and overwhelming um, and have it in miniature form so that you can hold it in your hands and you can say, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm six years old. I can't afford a plane, but you know, look at this. And mm-hmm. on top of that, it, it turns into a you know a speaking a speaking robot that wants to take over the world. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. It is something most not you know uh, not. Uh, not not solely for little boys, but I think it's you know for the majority of the time, especially in the eighties, you could say I think it was you, know, you could just say oh it's a little boy thing, you know the, it's it's yeah. it's destruction, it's it's the, you know, being able to go choo choo choo. It's it's, it's <laughs> so cliche, it's so cliche little boy. It's it's unreal, and it did feed into that completely. Speaking of, I just uh, I had to move to my uh, to my son's room because the neighbors were mowing. But uh, <laughs> as I'm in here, I found one of my old Transformers here on the floor. <gasps> oh. I don't remember oh, his name. <laughs> oh, you Oh, wow. I had the same one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just I don't remember. I looked it up for him the other day, but... Uh, he was never one of my favorites. Um, I think I even gave him to my brother, you know, and then he turned into the, the little red yeah. race car kind of thing. Uh, oh, amazing. <laughs> but I'm just sitting here. And it's like, hey, that's right there. That's perfect. My, <laughs> my folks, like, uh, I don't know, maybe about three, four years ago or so, they were cleaning out their, they were getting ready to move. So they're cleaning out their garage for like all sorts of stuff that they didn't want to take to their new house. And so they found like several boxes of like GI Joes and Thundercats and He-Man and, you know, some oh. cops. I don't know if you remember those, uh, you know, yeah, all yeah. those, uh, you know, fighting crime in a future time, but there was a box <laughs> of Transformers as well. And so I brought it home. And so now my kids play with them. Cause I mean, they're in terrible condition. They're not worth anything. So, <laughs> so I just let my kids play with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were sitting in our attic in my parents' attic for decades so the, on some of them the plastic's a little sticky as well and it's, so it's just like you know what just just play with them i'll never get any if i wanted to sell it i'd get maybe like 10 cents so <laughs> <laughs> so they have fun with it they play with my old castle gray skull as well and uh, oh amazing yeah so it's good stuff but as far as the transformers go uh of course and we'll get into the comics in just a bit. But when Hasbro bought them out, they went to Marvel to kind of flesh out the backstory, similar to yes. you know to what they did with GI Joe. Mm. And uh, I mean, they kind of came up with this this whole interesting idea about you know they're an ancient alien race essentially, and they're fighting you know, the good, of course, good guys versus bad guys because that's always how it is. And but fighting over what they need, uh, energon cubes, I believe it is. 
And, you know, it's one of those where there, there's always something. So, you know, Robotech had their, what is it called? Proto culture. You know, it's, it's always something that you go after and GI Joe, they were, they were just I, I essentially fighting for land and control, but, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> there's always that MacGuffin. And in this case, it was the, the Energon cubes that they were all after. And it's just funny to think about like, what can't the Energon cubes do? Cause they're, they're always like all over the place doing so many things. They can transform them into certain certain things here and there. And it's uh, at least in my memory, I, I I'll be honest, I didn't research the energon cubes as much. So uh, <laughs> forgive me there, but I just remember them like being able to like transform them into different items and, uh, you know, different shapes. Yes. You know, I mean, so these things are pretty interesting, but like what, uh, what exactly do they do besides power them? Cause it seems like they can do quite a bit. Well, I can't remember the scene exactly. I'm hoping dangers going to know what I'm what I'm talking about before I can even say anything. Uh cup, hot rod, mm-hmm. universal greeting. And yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? In the, in the movie, yeah. Yeah. See, so, like they've what, what have they got? They're like, you know, they're like those extra strips. They're like instead of chewing gum, they're like um <laughs> almost like breath breath mints. And that's what they that's what they turn the energon cube into essentially. It's one of those little strips. And I don't know where they got them in their arm. It was like they, they just kind of just appear like whoop, whoop, let's whip out let's whip out some energy on strips you know like you said it, yeah they can be massive cubes they can be poles they can I don't know but yeah what and um, yeah who did he offer them to dude the Sharktacons yeah oh that's yeah it. <laughs> yes yeah. That's right. Mmm, tasty yeah. treat. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. See, so now they're eating them as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, just rem- I just remember the Dinobots eating them a lot. The Dinobots, um, yeah. yeah. I remember really? that. And, yeah. The, and the Insecticons, yeah. Oh, and the Insecticons. Man. Oh, yeah. All sorts of fun, uh, fun variations. But it also yeah. reminds me of uh, the movie Big when like Tom Hanks is, I mean, his whole job is just like a toy tester, essentially just playing with the toys. And there's that one mm. transformer like thing that turns into a building. And he's like, what's fun about a building? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, however, having said that, you would have wanted that building. Heck yeah, I would have. Said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine this big old, you know, destructive building robot uh, just, just crushing the, the little Autobots? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so Transformers. I remember them fondly for uh, you know, for the, especially the mid '80s. That was like we'd go to KB Toy. I don't know if you guys had KB Toys over in in the uh, in the UK, but no. yeah, it was like like the big toy stores that were always in the mall. You know, that was like that special ah, right, special okay. one. So we'd we'd go to one of those, and and I remember it had like two levels. So there was a higher ceiling as soon as you entered, and then you'd go to the back, and it kind of like dropped down like a, a few feet. So the ceiling. I mean, it had to be maybe like eight feet high only, uh, maybe nine. I mean, things looked a lot bigger when I was little, but yeah, <laughs> that's where like all the cool toys were, you know, it was like, you'd go to the back and when, as soon as the ceiling dropped, you know, you were going to go to like, to see all the cool stuff, the He-Mans, the Transformers, the G.I. Joes, the Thundercats, you know, uh, Mask was another one that you could find oh. there. But, but one thing that I did like uh, whenever you'd go there is they'd have just all the new stuff, of course towards the like like at our height and then they'd have like some of the older yes. stuff either up on top or lower <laughs> so, sneaky exactly, well done <laughs> exactly and so it's like oh eye level right there it's like oh look at this one and then you'd show your you know you showed your dad and you're walking around with it like 
can I just hold on to it? You know, <laughs> like, no, we're not buying that for you. Okay, well, let me just hold it. So, I mean, I, they, they really knew, and at least toy stores back then really knew how to, how to pack things. <laughs> so that, Oh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I tell you, so we, so we had um, uh, the one really, I mean, we had like a couple of shops where you could get, so, you know, maybe one or two toys from, but if you wanted to go and see a gigantic selection, it would be Toys R Us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we had, we had yeah. Toys R Us, and okay, so you, you'd go in, and um, you know there'd be a few little bits towards the front, and obviously you know your aisles at the back, and the first two aisles like not interested. They're mm-hmm. jigsaw puzzles, they're card games, you know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'll walk up them just in case they happen to have a pack of like Marvel top trumps or something. But yeah. you know what? I'm not, I'm not holding kids. my breath. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Oh yeah, of course, yes, as well. And then you know you get to like the second or third aisle, and like you said, it's um it's those middle aisles. There's not so many girls is all the way over the other side at some, yeah, yes. some sort of oops. Um <laughs> I do remember that. It was like we, we used to call them the uh, and sorry to interrupt again, but I used to call them the Don't pink it? aisles. That's what we would call yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Just billions of googly baby eyes staring through you know, and Barbies out from the plastic, yeah. Uh, just millions of you know long plastic necks, yeah, yes. everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, so see so again, like you said, yeah, you had a uh, GI Joe, and of course, I don't know about, I don't know if you had the over there, but then you had like the budget version because my mum and dad were never yes. going to buy me GI Joe because it'd be a hundred, it'd be a hundred pound. Um, oh, wow. So, so you have like you know the cheap version right behind you, or right next to it, and it's like yeah. a, a, a quarter of the price. So you know, I had a lot of that kind of stuff. But yeah, right. and then all the. Uh, so, uh, like I said, at eye height, you would have Optimus Prime, but with, you know, articulated lorry, you know, with the the action center. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right there. And um, and ev- every large Transformer, and it, it would be, like you said, at eye height, where you're like, oh, and you look at the price tag, and it's like, well, you know, £70 is not much. Yeah, maybe for 70, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. £70 back then was probably something like about £100 today. Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, they, it, it was, it was like, it was the idea of going to Transformers and seeing that. I mean, Dane, do you remember? It was, it was such a, guy, a gigantic store, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, so it was bigger than any other child themed shop that you've ever been to, wasn't it? It was huge. There's nothing else like that in Southampton, right? No, no I can remember. Just Toys R Us was the main, main yeah. big store. I said huge ceilings, right? Absolutely yes, huge. Yeah. Shelves, <laughs> like you said, that went on forever and you looked up and you could carry on going. They go into the clouds. You're like, how do they get the toys <laughs> off right. the top shelf? Yeah. And um, yeah, but and yet it's and yet some for some reason all the toys that you ever wanted were about three foot high. That's that's that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I'll never have to reach for the top shelf, isn't it? Brilliant, isn't that? Aren't I lucky? Um, yeah. <laughs> So everything, and then everything that's slightly less expensive is, uh, like you said, at adult eye height. Yes, um, yes, like <laughs> that's what they could see. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's it's funny. So um, we did have a Toys R Us, but the closest one to us because we were in South Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. So the closest one to us was in Corpus Christi, which was about two and a half hours away. So for us, it was like KB Toys, and then later on, Circus World came in the mall as well. But whenever we'd go visit my aunts and uncles, um, I had two sets of aunts and uncles there in, in Corpus. Whenever we'd go, we'd we'd have to stop at Toys R Us. And mm-hmm. same thing, it was like you 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 know, as soon as you walk in, it was almost like a little winding path first, like a little maze. 
And then, yes. you know, like, uh, just like you said, that was all the, the lesser popular stuff. That was like the stuff they want you to pass through, you know, and maybe pick up a couple of things. There's like, let's just get rid of that stuff, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, yeah, you just see the, the rows and the aisles and it seemed like they'd go on forever. Uh, and then as we get older, like around 87, once Nintendo started coming around, then like in the corner over, you know, way on the other side of the building, but up front is where they'd have like the Nintendo stuff. And, and there was like a, a little cage as well where they had all the games back behind that cage. And so yes. you could, you could find like little tickets for the, the items that you wanted, like uh, Mega Man yeah. or whatever it was, oh, but you'd have to go take fine. it to that cage to get that game. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember having to do that with the, uh, you know, transformers or anything like that. I just remember grabbing those right off the shelf. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's only so much. I mean, like, okay. You got to remember the end of the day, uh, Double Dragon Two, yes. for example. That that's my first one that I remember. <laughs> that's a picking great up one. The ticket and taking it back, and I played that until it smoked and went up in flames. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you, it's it's so small that you know, obviously uh, you could just pop it up your coat and and walk out. Hence the right. hence the, the the ticket system. But you know, if you're if you're looking because they even though um, Galvatron Megatron was a gun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Galvatron turned into a gun too, but yeah. He did, yeah. But he was still in a huge box, like mm-hmm. like Prime or, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, Metroplex. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Huge boxes, gigantic yes. boxes. And there is no way that, there's no way, that even as an adult, I would be able to go in with a big enough coat on to sneak that <laughs> up my coat. So, um, as much as I would be tempted to. I don't but, know. Uh, my, uh, we snuck in a, a, several times. My, whenever we'd go to the movies with my aunt, she had this just ridiculously oversized handbag. And we snuck in all sorts of food and soft drinks and everything in the movies. <laughs> like, like we'd go to McDonald's. And I remember all these different, you know, burgers and sandwiches and fries and everything. And I just remember people behind us saying, you know, Smells like McDonald's in here. <laughs> I bet. I think that purse she might have been able to fit at least an Optimus Prime in there. <laughs> but you're right. Probably not like the flag or anything like that. <laughs> oh man. But I guess we can go go ahead and get into a couple of these comics here. Uh, did you, did you read the? I mean, you said you had all sorts of comics. Were you into the uh, the Transformers comics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. The annoying thing is that I can remember, even though I my introduction to Transformers was through the comics, mm-hmm. I actually remember less of what was going on in the comics than I do in the cartoon. Um, I remember, I do remember the, the comics being perhaps I don't, I wouldn't say, I think it's a, an overused word nowadays, and certainly by me, I'm the, the worst one for it to say it was grittier. Mm, it was perhaps yes. like the the yeah. the cut the the artwork was perhaps less child friendly. It was um, obviously I'd say a little, perhaps a little bit of a smaller budget, and right. uh, you know the t- speed is of the essence and everything. So now you know, so it, it did seem perhaps a, a tiny bit dark, uh, perhaps a little bit more mm-hmm. adult driven. Um, which, of course, being eight, you know, seven or eight years old or whatever it was, I, I loved that. Right. Um, and, you know, cause it's a, being, a, I don't know, you call it a dark child. I was a little bit, I was like, yeah, I want to see, 
guns. I want to see explosions. I want to see people blown up. That seems like a normal like, child over here in the US. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But then I was like, you know, I wanted to watch adult programming because it was always just that little bit gritty. It's like, don't give me this brightly colored rabbit rubbish. Actually, yes, I know. I, I do want that, actually. Um, but, you know, I always felt things could be a little bit grittier and darker as a child. And so, you know, yeah. I remember being obsessed with like just praying for rain. Praying oh, wow. for rain so I could sit in and, and read these uh, read these comics, all of which, apart from the death of Bumblebee, have just pulled a Kaiser Soze and just disappeared. <laughs> I don't remember a thing yep. apart from the death of Bumblebee. And I just remember that last page and thinking, where's the next step? Where's the next issue? Where is it? And I couldn't <laughs> find it. And I never got to, I mean, I later <laughs> found out that he was uh, rebuilt into Goldbug. Yeah, I saw the sort of the death of Bumblebee, and that again, well, you know, childhood innocence. Another piece of it was just chipped away. (laughs) They used to love doing that to us in the eighties, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that to kids anymore. Not so much. Yeah, (laughs) you got to be more skillful in how you do it. Uh, And like the, uh, the the modern Transformers, um, you know, if you look at them, they they do seem almost as though they're, they they seem to be aimed towards, say, ten year olds, but mm-hmm. drawn for four year olds. Do you understand what I mean? There's there's I do. very yeah. Yeah, there's a very oversimplified. Yeah. It seems very childish, and I I, I don't want to. Uh, keep you know uh, flogging a dead horse is something we say about on our show but kids seem to be very like infantized and whilst there's something to be said for protecting kids and not killing off every single one of their things <laughs> like beloved characters and chipping away at their soul no we're um, gonna get rid of all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, create this warped generation that we have now yeah um but i but you know there's there's also uh i think i feel like it's transformers has perhaps gone far too much in the other direction not just again a happy medium would be lovely a happy yeah, medium would be yeah. a great idea but now it seems like we've shifted in completely the other direction so um i've tried watching it and i think i lasted about five minutes before i just went oh <laughs> and, and and turned it off so i i haven't actually tried watching the new ones but i have watched pj masks with my kids so i, I get it i get what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh it's like okay i can't i can't do this i need so whenever they want to watch it or or something like that it's like all right put it on i got my phone i'll i'll do something else <laughs> the, the netflix series is pretty decent the one that they did on netflix oh mm. yeah transformers is decent i haven't seen that yet i'll have to check it out yeah, i did like uh, cool. the toys that made us episode on it that was pretty yeah. interesting oh sweet yeah um Dude, was the um, what's what's that animation style that you would call the new, the I don't know we just call it the new Transformers? It's it's, it's the reboots, the Netflix mm-hmm. ones. What 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 do you, what like what style would you call that? Because it, it's it does seem ever so slightly dated, intentionally dated. You know what I mean? Seems more like anime type type. Oh, maybe school anime. Yeah, except it. Like late eighties, late eighties yeah. anime as well. There is a yeah. there is a slight dated feel to it, as though they're trying to appeal to older fans. Right. Yeah. Which, which I, I think mean, is amazing. 
I, I get yeah. it. I mean, it, you think about it, that's really our generation where they kind of started it all. So of course you want to bring us in as well. It's kind of like that He-Man uh, revelations, you know, that, that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I've only ever seen bits of that. I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about um, everyone else, but that's, that's something that I'm, I'm a little bit, I don't want to watch all of it. I've seen lots of clips. I, mm. I, I don't want to watch it just in case he's, done a bit of a they've done a bit of a michael bay on it <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna say it's all michael bay's fault but like that guy needs to be stopped because it's all his fault <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i uh i guess we can go ahead and get into the comics so uh there's two comics uh, there's actually and one of the things that that uh they did so well over at, at Marvel UK was every year they'd kind of do like a Christmas comic, which was never really a big thing over here. Every once in a while, you'd have like a Christmas issue, but it wasn't really, um, I mean, that just wasn't really something that we did over here. Um, now in 1985 in Women's Day magazine, there was actually like a little four panel, you know, four page little mini comic, mm. which uh, Women's Day magazine, I don't know why they throw it in there, I guess. <laughs> so when they were done with it, they can hand it to their kids. I I don't know why, but it's it's an odd thing. Essentially, uh, in that one, Bumblebee and a few other Autobots they find Soundwave and Laserbeak like trying to siphon off energy from like some sort of a like power plant. They stop them, and as they're trying to get away, they basically really just end up knocking over the town's Christmas tree. And- <laughs> And like stopping uh, a family that was going to deliver Christmas presents to like a Toys for Tots kind of uh, thing. And so, of course, Bumblebee, he decides to help power that tree uh, with his own battery. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I assume it works similar ways. I don't I don't know how that works. Like, <laughs> are they compatible? I guess they're compatible. But <laughs> so he he starts he restarts the tree and so everybody can see the lights and uh and their the other Autobots help and the families help deliver these presents to these families in need. I mean it's just it's like a little small short thing and it's kind of cool. It kind of you can kind of feel the power of Christmas in it, but at the same time it's like I don't understand the whole point of it. Like like just why was that included in that that particular magazine? Why were they oh. siphoning off energy from a power plant? I mean does it, I guess that does that work too, or were they just trying to cause destruction? Like they don't really specify in the comic itself. Okay, right. Well, having been a child that was dragged around everywhere from from one side of Southampton seemingly to the other one on a <laughs> what could be quite possibly a daily basis. I just seem to remember being like going everywhere all the time. There's always somewhere to go. Mum always had to do something, and sometimes I just I was quite I was quite a well behaved child. But even I had my limits. Yeah. And I think a lot of this is uh, on, on, on one side of it. It is, okay, I know you're bored. This is a time before phones and iPads. And and uh, yeah, this is an era of doing, or of like sitting, you know, either sit there and amuse yourself or you can play with the baby toys. I'm not playing with the baby toys. I'm fine. Right. Come on. Um, so yeah, so there is this. It's like, okay, look, I found, I found this. I found the Transformers. I'm a mum, aren't I amazing? Yes, mum, you are amazing. This this is why I love you. This is why I love you more than dad. Excellent. Well done. Okay. <laughs> so you're there and you're reading that. You're having a whale of a time. The thing you thing you realize as you're a bit older, you realize that it's it's a perfect advert for yeah. toys. Yeah. Um, and you know, a, a mum looks over adoring, 
uh, you know, at son or sons or daughter or daughters, or whatever, and they're reading this. And she goes, you know what? They're really enjoying that. They're really enjoying that. Maybe they seem to be enjoying it so much, and they keep trying to tell me about it. All because that's what kids do mm-hmm. about you know, <laughs> the, you know, their favorite things, isn't it? Mum, 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 yeah. mum. Guess what? So what happens? <laughs> they buy them a toy. Yep. Yeah, and I, I mean, I understand that. It's just it's funny uh, because at least you know you were dragged all over. For me, it was like, no, no, you stay home. Don't come with me on my errands. I want. I, I need to. I need this time to take a break. You know, <laughs> you'll just slow me down. So we kind of stayed at home and just hung out there. <laughs> I, I was. I was an only child. Like Dave, you're like Dave. You're like what? Like one of three? One of four? One of three, yeah. Yeah, one of three one as of well. Three. So what, did you end up staying home or did you like, you, was it a, like almost family day out? It was an effort for mum every single time. Yeah, we pretty much went out everywhere. So. Oh, I guess. I mean, you're, yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of like on your side with the uh, the magazine side of it. It's like women's magazines, they found, found a cartoons in there. Then they'd be like, oh, look at that. That'll keep you occupied for a bit. So I think, <laughs> I think that yeah, happened to was, me as well. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Maybe is it? Maybe it's a UK thing. Like here, you go, yeah. ladies. You know, you're, you know, mums are superheroes. Or, or maybe we just Bitcoin. annoyed our parents. Uh, <laughs> my brothers and I just annoyed our parents a lot. <laughs> I don't know which one. Could be both. <laughs> oh man. Um, one thing that I really thought was cool was that the Transformers comics and most of the comics that you guys had over there in general were uh, like fortnightly, weren't they? That was like every two weeks. They would come out a lot of those. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Set, definitely some of the um, the bigger ones. So you know, it's not just it's right. more you know, say like the the ones that were like um, a size of uh, like an A4 pad. Oh, uh huh. Those yeah. ones you get like monthly um, with you know a ton of stories in. But yeah, certainly the the uh, the smaller ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, fortnightly. Okay. Yeah, because over here it was it was basically just monthly. You know, so the new issue would come out once a month, but that means that the writers over there had to do a lot more work. So I can understand why they would throw in a Christmas story like every year. It's like, hey, we're getting close to Christmas. Let's just uh, let's a hey, Christmas thing. OK, let's do that. You know, <laughs> and so we get to like and this started right in around 85. So we get with uh, Transformers number 41 in 85 it came out like you know uh, i think after christmas like the 28th or something of december uh, the way publishing works over here is that a lot of the christmas issues wouldn't come out till like march or april so at least you guys were lucky to kind of have it around the same time <laughs> cuz uh, except for like weirdos like me that love christmas so much uh you know no one wants to read about a christmas story in in april i mean you're thinking about easter and the, the easter bunny so uh so that's pretty nice over there but in this particular issue here, this is we get the iconic cover of Optimus Prime with the Santa beard. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. And I was uh, I was posting it on our uh, Christmas Podcast Network Discord last night that you know that we were going to record today, and uh, uh, one of the guys there named Steve, who uh, he has a, his own uh, podcast as well, but he was saying that he had that issue, and uh, I think I don't know if exactly where he lives but it's somewhere over there in the uk and he's like i had that i loved that issue and <laughs> so i was like yeah this i mean it must be at least for kids our age I, we probably at least remember that cover of optimus prime with the you know the santa hat and the beard i mean that's uh i would remember that if i had seen it back in the day but oh well wasn't to be 
No, I definitely remember seeing it. Yeah. Um, I definitely remember seeing it. I, I've seen it in a few different places, and I'm pretty yeah. sure I have some sort of fuzzy memory of asking asking my mum if I could, you know, if I could have it. And it, it could have it could have been anything. I could have been asking her for oxygen. She just it was in a rush. She was just like, nope. Um, but I, yeah, I remembered seeing it, and then I was like, it's gone again. And then you kind of you have that sensation when you're a small child, you know, you'll yeah. never see it again. I don't I never see that thing ever again, but I saw it and I absolutely loved it. Um it does surprise me that because the um Christmas is so much bigger, uh, it would appear in, in the US. Like in the UK, it's like it, it does it can it can seem a bit drab. I think it's a, a post-World War II thing. Mm. Uh I think that's you know, that's kind of become part of our culture. I think I've mentioned it to Dange quite a few times. It's, it's a post-World War II thing. You had rationing, you had, you know, right. kids grew up on bomb sites and everything. So everything, so everything else was a little bit more, everything was else was, was a little bit more small scale. Gotcha. And, and I think we, we've kind of held on to that and thinking as though it's um, the best way to live. And so, you know, in the US you get, you know, if it's Christmas, it's really Christmas. And you know, we we've we've seen that growing up. Danger, danger tell you about how I broke his heart. And I said I wasn't a big fan of um uh, of a uh, Christmas vacation and everything. And it's it's that it's that gigantic <laughs> family Christmas, you know, retina scorching <laughs> like um, yep. extravaganza. <laughs> uh, and so it really does surprise me that that you didn't have it in, in the states and yet. Um, and you said you said about how you said about how um, you know you could end up with a Christmas special in you know, around Easter. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, that's that's what we used to end up with with American program. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, danger to like, dude. Can you can you think of one where like you know we're in the middle of you know we're in like summer or something? I mean, like you know we're in t-shirts and shorts. We're about to go out and play with our friends. Can you think of a of a show we might watch as kids and? All of a sudden, they're showing the Christmas special. Can oh. you think of one off the top oh, of your put head? Put me on the spot. Um. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I like to do. That's, that's what friends are for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can't think of any at the moment. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. Funnily enough, you know, I'm, I'm from South Texas, so it's like... Christmas was always t-shirt, uh, t-shirts and shorts for us. You know, we, we didn't really get snow. I mean, it's like green Christmases was like it, you know, if it got to like 50 True. degrees, we were like, Oh no, True. it's cold. <laughs> uh, we had loads over here again. Well, if you know, it, we used to see snow all the time, but of course what right. we got because we're on the South coast of England is, is rain. Oh, I got you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like Seattle. Basically, oh, no. it, it rains and it rains. <laughs> I'm and then sorry. If we're lucky, it'll rain a bit more. Hey, guys, that's Snow Fair. I mean, I think I remember watching a, a very, very popular BBC Kids program that went on for like three hours at a time. And they had a few, I think you can guarantee in the middle of summer, they'd show two or three cartoons and it'd be like, um, you'd have the Christmas episodes, like the raccoons. Mm. That's, oh, what, yeah. that's one that just off the top oh, of my yeah. head. You know, um, but you know, with a sack over his shoulder, and you know, um, trying to trying to get one over on Cyril's sneer when I'm wearing like you know, uh, bright 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 blue shorts and uh, and a vest, <laughs> and I'm about to go outside and you know uh, have a water fight. Well, that kind of stuff used to happen to us a lot, um, and that's not it's not just a one off thing that happened for I don't know, Danger. What do you reckon? Like throughout our whole childhood, childhood. I think so, yeah. 
yeah, yeah it never really stopped. It's only when we're into adulthood, like, was it 20s or in our 20s or in our 30s when someone turned around and went, you know what? Should we have the X? Should we have the Christmas show on at Christmas? And someone said, that, that's now that's a capital idea. <laughs> I like that. It's, you just see like the producer, the director of the station with the cigar sitting behind the desk. Oh, that's brilliant, kid. That's brilliant. You know, <laughs> you're going to go far. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, so it, it, you're right. It is kind of odd that that wasn't like a huge thing as far as our comics go. And I think part of that is just because of the way the the publishing works, you know, by the time an issue was approved and edited and then sent to the mm-hmm. printers and everything. I mean, it was usually, you know, months later. So we, we didn't quite have all the, the Christmas comics that you guys had, which by the way, the, do you remember that toy line, the supernaturals? Yes, rings up. They, they had the the holograms and everything. Uh, yeah, so yeah. there actually was a, a UK comic as well, and even they have Christmas specials, uh, a Christmas episode. So I thought that was kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's come on, too. man, we got nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but, was that because of the the comics code, though? It could be honestly. It could be because of the comics code. But uh, already by the eighties, it was starting to kind of go the way of the dodo already. Mm. Like, like they were starting to loosen up, especially in the U.S. I mean, I know there was a huge push. Uh, Reagan passed some sort of legislation that kind of made it better for, for toy uh, companies to actually have commercials during uh, yes. the shows, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, it could just be because of that. But I think you're right. That's It could be it. It could just be because of the the censorship and, you know, trying to make sure everything was up to code. Because, yeah, that was that at times that was actually quite strict, wasn't it? I know you, was, you guys yeah. suffered with it far more than than we did over here i think yeah. again um i don't know if it's uh the, the carry on from yeah like i said the, the post-world war ii hangover but it's like yeah yeah I, I i went down to the dairy and i saw a couple of exploded horses yeah don't, don't, don't worry about it <laughs> comics code <laughs> smomics code whatever um i don't know if it's uh, if you worked at a slaughterhouse you were that. just out of luck yeah <laughs> yeah that's it that's yeah. it so in in eighty five, uh, you guys in issue number forty one, there was a you know y'all had it was called Christmas Break or Christmas Breaker, and it uh, because they in, for some reason they introduced uh, a character called Circuit Breaker, which I guess was a woman who somehow had been really severely uh, hurt and injured by some the Decepticons, and so they were able to bring her back to life with like you know as a cyborg, and so of course as in the eighties, most of the time when you become a cyborg, you, you get really mad <laughs> for some reason. Are you kidding? If I was a cyborg, I'd be like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for some reason, people hated it in the eighties. Uh, so it, it's basically her just wanting to plot revenge, but I do, <laughs> I do like in the comic, we get this, this panel of Optimus prime where in Evans, I'm going to see if you guys can, see it here it's optimus prime wearing just a big old <laughs> santa <laughs> jacket <That's> fetching <laughs> it's, it's it's the weirdest thing because the way he's drawn it's like it's really you know pointy in certain places you know for where his <laughs> for where his anatomy wouldn't prevent it from fitting very well but like my first question is how did he get a santa outfit that big because you know it's not like you can just <laughs> pop off to the store and and pick one up <laughs> And two, I mean, why? I, I get it. You're letting you're letting them put up a Christmas tree in the ark. That's cool. But like, why 
put on a big old Santa coat. I don't okay, know. <laughs> right. Dange, which one do you want to take? Do you want to take outfits? <laughs> or do you want to do, we could go See, back and we and, could And this is British comics, so I'm going to assume you guys know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Circuit Breaker if you like. You know, just go back to that quickly. It's like, why is she angry? I was like, have you seen her outfit? <laughs> You know, I say but, well, it's not so much an outfit as it is. It is. It's like uh, she's just covered in a few bits of tin foil, and you know, uh, yeah. put on some sweatpants. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can't go to the beach anymore. Have you seen the state of me? That's the only thing I can think of is the fact that she can't go to the beach anymore. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I bet showering is is a real hassle. <laughs> Uh, some baby wipes i guess (laughs) (laughs) they're like i don't know like oh there's a um there's a uh a a shop in the in the uk it might be it might even be a us one it might be um as well is is it big big and tall yes i think Uh it's good for for, for big men i can only imagine (laughs) he went there and he went he's just like bigger no 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 bigger (laughs) keep going keep going yeah keep going you know that you know that float that went past macy's and it's about 30 foot tall (laughs) think that i I need that one right there Oh, the thing I can think of. Yeah, so Circuit Breaker, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense to me. That checks out. Uh, <laughs> but Circuit Breaker, uh, so she, yeah, she's this, this woman. Now she's got powers. She's cyborg, whatever. She's super mad at the Transformers, and she saves a young girl's life that was, fell into some ice and was, you know, effectively got hypothermia and her heart stopped. She saved her life, but because she looks like, you know, like the X-Men, she was, you know, <laughs> just totally called a freak and you know a horror and all sorts of things so she freaks out she's ready to go kill some transformers you know as as one wants to do on as one is want to do on christmas time so uh (laughs) (laughs) and uh so she luckily she runs into jazz and buster with wiki uh and they because it's snowy and they're going too fast lose control and and i know i'm kind of going through this kind of fast here but uh, they lose control. They they crash, and she thinks that uh, Jazz hurt Buster, and so now she's like out to get Jazz, and so she starts attacking. And as she's about to deal like the killing blow or whatever, uh, they hear the bells, and it turns out it's Christmas Day, Yay. and so oh, <laughs> they're saved by the power of Christmas. <laughs> and so she gives him a reprieve. <laughs> oh right. So, ah. Right, I see. That, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Until you realise, <laughs> until you realise that uh, she, you know, she's let her rage get the better of her, and she's actually forgot to go around to her parents. That's right. Yeah, come on, you had family, right? I mean, they're gonna love you no matter what. Yeah. At least they'll get you a jumper. They'll get you something to put on. Sorry, they get you. They get you, you, know, you know, a nice Christmas jumper, something you can throw on and cover up your your, your, that's your, right. your, your shiny. Your tiny yeah. bits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's, here's your dad's pajamas. Just, just put those on. You'll be fine. You know. <laughs> make sure that's it. Make sure that it's a nice cotton because yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you get the you'll get the uh, the static buildup. That's right. Yeah, we definitely don't want that. It'll be shocking everybody. <laughs> that's it. Poor cat it was never the same again. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> 
So the next year, and, and I only wanted to cover a couple of these, so you know, later on we could revisit if we wanted. Uh, but you know, the next year in '86, in, in issue number 93, because like I said, they come out every two weeks, and so you go through tons of issues in no time. Uh, so this was um, Jetfire or Skyfire, whatever his name is, depending on who you tell, who you talk to. He's all bummed out, and he basically he just goes to see Buster again. He's like, hey. I kind of reacted badly, and I, I saved some people in, in battle, but I couldn't save my fellow Autobots. And you know, like, like I'm afraid Optimus Prime is going to think I'm a traitor because I didn't save the Autobots, and, and I don't get it. And Buster's like, uh, no, you're just, you know, you're you were like the first Transformer built here on Earth or created here on Earth, whatever. And so you're like part of us, and so of course you're going to save the people. And he's like, that's my gift to you. Enjoy. Now, now you have the knowledge it's been dropped <laughs> <laughs> and so and he just kind of ponders it and that's like the issue it's like a very just introspective kind of issue it's it's an odd choice um but i guess it kind of makes sense for christmas it's just you know you don't expect that out of your action comics um it's no, it's definitely one of those where i mean x-men and avengers would, would throw one of those in every like after a few runs here and there you know just kind of like a, a low-key issue um Yes, I do remember those kind of. Although he, I think as um, I hated as a child, it. I, as yeah, a kid, as a I child, hated, you hated it. it. Yeah, of course. It's like, like well, get you to know, the really, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, give him a pair of slippers. If you're gonna give him a Christmas gift, you know, yeah, give, yeah. You know, well, I mean, you have to go to a big and tall store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, uh, just a couple of life rafts or something. There you, you go. Know, yeah. Do it. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's very much for the older readers. For the older readers who thought that um, that uh, these comics were, you know, highbrow reader, <laughs> and were quite, you know, quite, or, or, or they're or they're sat in their room brooding. Which read I gotta say, I. I thought uh, some of those X-Men comics in the early 90s were highbrow reading, and now going oh, yeah, back no, and revisiting we're, we're, them. Oof. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can we'll say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's, 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 a, that's a phase we all have to go through. Yes, that's right. Uh, so I, before we wrap up here, I just want to get y'all, what are y'all's thoughts on the uh, Transformer live action films? Dane, you better go first, dude, because I, I... Well, I mean, I think when I, when, I first, when I saw the first one, I thought it was okay, but I think the more they did, the worse they got. Yes, yes, um, I agree. <laughs> so if they'd stopped at one, I think it would have been okay, but they just kept going and going and going, and yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I was a Michael Bay fan, and on terms of watching like Con Air and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah, the Transformers, or something. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Transformers is not my favorite films, unfortunately. I know Gaz has got a lot of thoughts on these. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. I had to turn my audio on mute for a second so I could <laughs> just get it out. Um, yeah, so every time you said Michael Bay, I just, uh, you know, expletive. PTSD. Uh, what happens, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, and it is a form of PTSD, I think. I think when any, uh, well, we have been, we do seem to have been on a on an 80s, 90s nostalgia train, and that train, for, I don't know, it's been going for about 10 years, and it doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Uh, and this was somewhat at the beginning, actually. I think this is, I think it really picked up uh, steam mm -hmm. um it really picked up steam um with stranger things yes. uh, and then uh, you know everyone the got goldbergs really crazy. as well 
Yeah. So there are things that happen before that, and I think this, you know, the Transformer films are one of them. Um, uh, and the, the first one, I actually, I actually really, really enjoyed. I think they did a good job of it. They, the fact that they didn't make Megatron a gun was probably, I think, is Ooh. actually quite a good. Thing. I, I'm okay with him not being a gun. I'm okay with him being like a tank. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yep. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, it's the the, the pointy it, teeth and the gruff. <laughs> um, that got a bit much for me, and then and then by the time the second one came out, I I was beating a, a flaming effigy of Michael Bay <laughs> in my garden. <laughs> you know, it's it, funny because yeah. that that is one thing uh, that I never quite understood was how he lost so much mass whenever he transformed into a gun. You know, like yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. Starscream could hold him. Like, where did all that? Where did he? How did he? Like, he shrunk too. So he's got like some pim particles or something. I don't know, but uh, I, yeah, yeah. Just, right. I never understood how the other ones could just use him as a gun and shoot him because <laughs> he's he's literally their size. You know. <laughs> yes, yes. This is what really used to upset me as a kid. Even yes. as a kid. So we're talking like seven years old, and mm-hmm. I, you know what? You just reminded me. There is a there is an episode. It's it's a, it's a fairly long story arc, mm-hmm. um, and but in this one particular issue, uh, I think Megatron's transform ability uh, is, is damaged in battle, and he gets stuck in gun form. And a human <laughs> finds him, and oh, picks no. him up, and holds him like I can't remember what he is. It's um it's the same. It's a very similar type of gun to what James Bond uses. Oh, like um, uh, um, the Walter PPK. That's it, and I'm pretty sure it's something. It's a it's a Walter something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, be- better minds than mine will know. Um, but but this human's walking around holding Megatron <laughs> as a gun, and I'm pretty sure Mega. Yeah, and because he's he's human size, human gun size, like. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any because sense. if he was damaged in battle, he he would be the size of a car still, but just in gun form. Yep. And even that's stupid. Yeah. So yeah, I thought someone missed the trick there. They should when they designed him, he should have been a tank. That would have made so that would have made sense. Great. Yeah. yeah. You know, it makes about as much sense as him being a battleship. <laughs> you know, he could like transform. It's like ah, here we go. I'm going to transform on land. No, Lord Megatron, please. No, please don't. No, just keep me upright. Get behind me and point, point me in the general direction of pride. Push. No. Yeah, push. No, no wonder Starscream hated him so much. Um, oh, poor Starscream. He got. <laughs> he really got the short end of the stick on in that deal. Yeah. Oh, oh no, too fair. Like so he did deserve it. I can't remember. Um, the actor's voice, and you know what? I brought this up in another episode. But who's asking? Oh, was it Chris? Um, oh gosh, Chris something. I, I don't remember at the top of my head anymore. Oh, it was Cobra Commander. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We go. Oh, Cobra Commander Chris Collins. That's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> See, this is what this is why Danger and I are so good. I talk at length, whether you want me to or not. <laughs> Danger goes facts. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Line. And, uh, but yes, <laughs> but like the, it's the voice. It's the voice as well that I think it just makes you, you want to be sympathetic towards Starscream because he does get the he does get the uh, the um, a, a raw deal being his right hand man. But then he talks like that. 
grates on the ears. Yeah. <laughs> it grates on the ears. And like you, they, I think they missed the trick, actually. Michael Bay missed the trick by not having that voice in the film. Yeah. Why didn't they bring some of those? I mean, the cast back. I don't I don't get it. Uh Peter Cullen was the only one that returned. Like you could have done people like kids would have just gone crazy for that stuff or our you know adults our age would have would have gone crazy for that stuff yeah oh can you imagine frank welker voicing (laughs) that absolute beast that would have been yes i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) i'll buy that for a dollar (laughs) that's right take my money now (laughs) but uh okay i was just curious because you're right. The first one to me was okay. I, 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 I mean, it was all right. And then they just got much, much worse as they went on. So, um, yeah. But it does make me wonder, what would you guys say would be your hap, hap, happiest memory or moment of, with Transformers? Uh, so, you know, I think um, I'm having trouble with that, which is kind of sad when I can't think of a happy moment. I think, Danger, I said that you should probably take this because he... Probably going to be controversial, but my happiest moment is probably the movie, and just in terms of the soundtrack. Oh, that's good. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. Loving, yeah. loving the soundtrack. Obviously, obviously not because yes. I'm dying in the film, but right. I just thought the film was. Uh, remember seeing it the first time in the 80s on VHS and just thinking you know how epic it was and it was like I couldn't believe how many Transformers were being killed off and, mm-hmm. but I just I just remember I think it's part of the soundtrack too. yes yeah. <laughs> I think the soundtrack yeah. for that is just one of my favourite soundtracks that yeah. I've ever done for a movie so well I, I mean when, you, that. when you've got Weird Al and yeah. uh, you know yeah. and Stan Bush on an album together I mean that's a, that's a good time right there <laughs> oh yes I completely agree I don't think that's controversial at all I mean uh, you know you've got the touch uh, then the Transformers theme and like that 80s yeah. metal oh, that band epic. by yeah. Lion I mean yeah. hi this is Lion wishing you a rocking Christmas and a roaring new year I still have that on my playlist. I still listen to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Danger and I, I think Danger and I still talk about that. We talk about that on a, a if not a fortnightly basis, at least a monthly basis. <laughs> you know, it, we, we haven't seen each other in ages, what with COVID and him right. moving to the island, but right. you can guarantee next time, next time I do go around, we'll probably end up sticking either the soundtrack or the movie on. Nice. Yes. And yeah. I actually remember seeing the movie in theaters. Like we we went to go see the movie and uh, wow. uh ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Extra traumatizing right there. <laughs> yeah, we, we did say on our show, didn't we? Like what would it have been like to be going to the cinema at that time? But uh, I think you summed it up for us on that one. Traumatizing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was like that one and uh, and Masters of the Universe. You know, I was so excited when that oh. one had come out, and then yes. I was so disappointed that they didn't look anything like their, you know, the cartoon. Yeah, because uh, I mean, Dolph. I'm more of a 
I'm more of a well, not just Dolph, but like Man at Arms, you know, Tila. Uh, you know, yeah. they they didn't really look anything like the their cartoon counterparts, and I, or their toys even. And I was like, ah, I hated it so much because I'm more of like a purist when it comes to that that kind of stuff. And uh, even as a kid, it was like it doesn't look like Beast Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that weird, annoying age. That's well, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he wasn't oh, in the cartoon. Dog. Yeah, Karg, I yeah. like Karg. Yeah. I like Karg. Oh, he was like, I like favorite, him, but I was like my favorite part of the whole bounty hunters. I think Karg. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know what you mean like uh, being a purist. However, like I, 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 I don't know if something like subconsciously went right. Dad's brought me here. I've wanted to see this more than I've ever wanted to see anything ever before in my life. You're going to like this. Uh, yes, exactly. Like I thought the same thing. It's like I have to like it. This has to yeah. be my favorite movie. It's He-Man live action. <laughs> and I stink. I think I still. I don't think I ever changed my mind. I think Dolph. I quite like Dolph Lundgren. I actually as He-Man. How and how he looks. I, I'm sorry. I, I still know, watch it like but... three times a year. <laughs> oh, brilliant! See now in the UK, you have to have a VHS and VHS player because it's you not can't streaming anywhere. Get- uh, I've not been able to f- act. Hang oh, on a second. Wow. This is this is another reason why I have change. <laughs> Dude, where can Blue I find Ray. that? Blu-ray on DVD, I think. Ah, Blu-ray. Well, I don't oh, have any yeah. sort of. I don't have any players anymore. I've. I am now device-free. Device from. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't stream it on Netflix or uh, Amazon, yeah. unfortunately. You couldn't get it on That's DVD over here either for years. For a long time, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, you could only get it so like uh, it's, it's region. Two, yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. the, the two, the two don't talk very well. Um, you know, mm. two wouldn't work. So I thought I was, you know, so I've I've got if I get a VHS player, I've got it on VHS, <laughs> which I got for Christmas in like you know right. whenever it came out. So I still got that, but um, I I kind of like I can't remember the name of the actor. That's going to drive me bar me, but it's uh, it's Man at Arms. I quite like the helmet. They got the helmet right. They did get the helmet right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and so I was like, okay, all right, well, this this, this is okay. I can forgive this. And then yeah. you see uh, Frank dressed up as he, Skeletor. He killed it, man. He was, yeah. he, I mean, yeah, I wish his skull was yellow <laughs> and his hood was purple. <laughs> like that, I could have forgiven a lot if his skull was yellow and his hood was purple. Uh, but Definitely. the acting wise, I mean, he really, uh, he really went for it there. He's like, yeah. how, sh- how Shakespearean can I make Skeletor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to come back at the end. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. I'm still waiting the, for it. Oh, come yeah. Out of, the go- out of the Ghostbusters goo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was Vigo's goo. Yeah. The ex- yeah. The slime. Yep. Yeah. Although was, um, that came out first. So uh, it's Vigo. Uh, so uh, Vigo's goo is actually yeah, yeah. Skeletor's <laughs> Eternia <laughs> slime. <laughs> like, um, I, I think, I think, I kind of wanted him to be yellow. I know what you mean. Yeah. However, on the other hand, you've never been, you never, you never went to a 1980s backstreet pub. Um, in Southampton, because we, because it's a dock city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got terrace house, houses crammed in together in this tiny area surrounding the docks. And like you know, on every single street, there was a pub. And they're all back street. They're all away from the shiny high street. They're all around the back where all the dockers would drink. And if you saw, if, if you saw Frank, uh, Frank in costume, in one of the, you know, 
like that, drinking a pub with yellow with a yellow skull, he wouldn't have looked out of place. <laughs> gotcha. He would not. He, he would have just been. You would just assume that he's nicotine stained. <laughs> well, we oh, don't know the Skeletor isn't. Stained. No, that's it's, it. It's never been proven that he, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> but now we come to my favorite part of the uh, show which is a little segment i like to call gag me with the spoon so this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of whatever media we're choosing so it could be something from the movie from the uh a line from the comic it could be something from the gen one show i mean anything you want just um as a guest i'll let you go first and uh you know, just have a bit of fun with it. Okay. Dane, you're not one for impressions unless it's like Jim Bowen or... <laughs> well, you, you said you had this one, so you go for it. Right, okay. Well, it's, um, it's it's not terrible. It's not the worst part um, of the film. It is going to be the film, but I kind of, I remember this scene as the, as the moment before my world shattered. Um, because we always talk about Prime, Prime mm-hmm. Dime, right. but he's not the first death in the film. He's not mm-hmm. the first one that's shocking. He's not the first one that breaks our hearts. Um, and that is when the that is when the Decepticons burst in through the side of the ship and they kill the ship's inhabitants. So that that and that shattered my understanding um, of the world and my place in it. Uh, so <laughs> occasionally I can kind of half do a half decent Ironside impression. That's that's the Autobot, not the, the wheelchair based detective. Right. Um, so every time, um, so he says about every time he looks at a monitor. So <clears throat> I'm going to try, I try my best. Every time I look at a monitor, Prime, my circuit sizzle. When are we going to start busting the scepter chops? <laughs> That was good. That was really good. That was good, yeah. (laughs) I I just, I hear that and I feel like that's the last line that's encouraging. Uh, Well, he's he's kind of like, he does drive off going, oh, your time's up. But by this time, Laserbeak has already seen all this and has flown off. And I feel like that, that there is just, it's kind of like he goes <laughs> off with false hope. And I'm like, oh, no. He, you know, like he's had 60, 65 episodes yeah. to figure out that Megatron's got a spy and he hasn't done it. And now poor old Ironside is like riding off going, yeah. uh, you know, off to get Energon. And um, yeah. Oh, man. What about you, Dean? Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, if, if it makes you feel better, my uh, Megatron impression is super terrible. So uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't do a bad perceptor. You you do perceptor. usually bust out perceptor every now and again. Oh God, I've got to think <laughs> at the, about at the death scene. Perceptor says, "Oh, what the? Uh, I fear the wounds are fatal." That one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, so you both put me to shame because I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try Megatron, and it's gonna be awful. Like uh, <laughs> I've never, re- I've never recorded myself doing this. It's just uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But <laughs> so I, I haven't worked on it at all. But this was uh, after he had that same scene when he had just killed a bunch of people, <laughs> and, and uh, I, I forgot who it was. Was it Jazz? I don't oh, remember who it was. But he's uh, like begging for mercy. You know, and uh, and so Megatron says something like, 
such heroic nonsense. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, no, guys. No, you can hear it. No, you can, I can hear that. I can hear that. Oh, okay. So Frank's, Frank's just, you know, Frank Welker is feeling the force somewhere. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like oh, no, I got to go. I got to go kill somebody now. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, I do have to ask, um, G.I. Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you guys think is the other half? Uh, don't you want to go first or second? Well, I mean, for me, I would say it would be that Starscream is always such a whiny, complaining pet or a uh, Decepticon. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Right. Say so, half the battle. Usually, half the battle is making it home before I start eating the uh, the trifle I have in my bag with my bare hands. <laughs> just get home, just get home. But in this case, um, and it upsets me that it's been left to a 30-something trifle addict with half a working brain to figure this out. But at, at, like I said before, at this point, Optimus Prime has had 65 episodes to work out that Megatron is spying on them. And instead of setting up a proximity alarm, or some other early warning system to stop Laserbeak. He's been reading from the, 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 the bumper book of inspirational quotes. And as a result, he, Ironside, Ratchet, I want to say Prowl, Huff, Puffer, Braun, and Wheeljack are dead. Okay. Now that's on you, pal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I hope you're happy with yourself. So put down the philosophy for dummies and install a burglar alarm and let's retain the childhood innocence of a whole generation. Okay, so knowing maybe half the battle, all right, but so is installing a, a five-pound motion sensor. That's, that's the other side. That's just good advice for life, guys. <laughs> put down your philosophy book and just go and install a motion sensor. And just put sensor. in a burglar alarm. <laughs> well, those are both better than mine. So uh, I said if no one is half the battle, the other half is just rolling out. No. Hey. Yeah. I'll be here all week. All right. <laughs> uh, guys, it's been a blast talking with you. But, you know, what do you want to plug? Tell me about your show. Okay. Well, uh, we are the we are the co-host of the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. You can find us pretty much absolutely anywhere. Uh, we, we, we ramble on, or rather I ramble on for about uh, an hour. Uh, and Dane just fact checks me every now and again and likes to get involved and make sure that I'm not talking too much. And uh, we, uh, we we chat about all things 80s and 90s. Like, I can't think, you know, uh, I, I try I try my very best to get Dane involved as much as we can. So we do, like, Knight Rider or Bullseye, which is a darts-based uh, uh, quiz show, game show we had in the UK. But then it could be, like, the clothes we wear or even discontinued snacks of the UK. So it literally... <laughs> Yeah, which is doing incredibly well. Dange, what are we on? Like downloads is 500 hundred past or something. Yeah, just for snacks. So yes. you know, there's over 500 people <laughs> yes. that just want to listen about vanilla flavored monster munch. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have no idea why. But um, yeah, dude, I mean, are we do we what are the segments? I can't remember the segments. I'm so excited. Pod pickers. Pod pickers, where we we uh, do our top 20 listeners from all over the world. What happened way back when? Yeah, so you Dange in the uh, the retro month, the nature to three thousand, which is our you know a little bit of kit. You know, he finds some uh, some headlines, and we have like, we choose the fact about the you know about uh, a particular date and time. 
Ask Dangerous. Ask Dangerous. So I like to get delve into the mind of our stoic 80s encyclopedia. <laughs> and uh, at the moment, we're currently working on the greatest TV theme ever. And we're going through weeks Ooh. and weeks and weeks. Yeah, so, so far, some big hitters have gone home and I've like just in shock, just gone ah! squeak loads. And so, yeah, there's there's been a lot of that. And um, what else do I do? What else? How it's else karaoke. do I make you suffer? Toothpaste karaoke. Toothpaste, yeah, toothpaste karaoke. <laughs> anyway, I won't go. You know, it, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm singing a song and poor old dangerous to guess what I'm singing. See, we, it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of chatting. It's a lot of nonsense. It's irreverent. And if you like to listen to two, two very like 80s centric, 90s loving, just generally down to earth, normal guys waffle on for about an hour and play games and just have a laugh. Well, tune in. <laughs> nice. And uh, um, they can find you on social media anywhere, everywhere. Oh, Dane, you're in charge of that. Uh, yeah, we're on the Twitter machine uh, at TIDRP Pod Show. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on TikTok, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we've got our own web page as well. Um, Knocking around somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the can't remember the name of the pod page itself, but um, that's it. I don't know we, you set that up. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get invited on very often any, anywhere. So no. this is why we're not prepared. Well, that's that's like me. So uh, I, I've had a web page now for like almost two years, and uh, but I haven't done anything with it. So I finally got a, a friend to actually work on it. And it's coming out soon. Uh, but anytime someone would ask, I'd be like, yeah, I have a website, but don't go there. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like our YouTube channel, which oh, yeah. is it's, it's just the episodes. It's just you. It's just the uh, the episodes on there. Yeah. And maybe a link to the band that did our in show music. Nice. Uh, who I, I've got. I want to give a big shout out to them. They're called the Whippet Beans. Cool. Um, and um, they are mental. Um, yeah. I think is just nicest thing I can say about them, but they are—they are a lot of fun. They're in the, they are in the weird owl type category. Yeah, they—they—they've they, smoked or eaten just a little bit too much of something, but they are <laughs> tremendous. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> right on. Yes, uh, check them out. It's always a lot of fun. Go there, bump up their download numbers. Why not? Uh, it's Christmas time. Let's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's but you, if seriously though, go listen just because it's it's a blast and you guys will really really enjoy it. On that note, I just want to say thanks again for coming on and um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thanks for having welcome. us. <laughs> and I'll end it by saying Christmas must be really special here on Earth if it can do this. Yes, it is special, Jazz. So check us out on our social media pages: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Optimus Prime, telling Megatron to stick it in neutral. Leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Later, dudes.
Hello yet again, and welcome to the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. Size doesn't matter, it's what you do with it. Yes, well, I mean, I'm off now because I've got to go and scream. Absolutely garbage. Pauly Shaw is somebody I don't really give a fuck about. He did kick me off the arse! <laughs> nice, nice argument there. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Oh, there's a finger. I, I almost urinated. Tune in next week because I just can't stop loving you guys. It's the Batman jeans. No more Andy Hinchcliffe. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs>